Welcome to our How to Wow Summer Run 2023 and a series of wondrous conversations recorded live at Carfest last year. Carfest is a not-for-profit well-being, music, food, superstar and motorcar festival that has so far raised circa £25 million for UK children's charities. Check out what's happening this year by going to carfest.org. Carfest.org, that is, where you'll see our best ever lineup of guest hosts and rock and rollers, yet many of them staying with us the whole weekend, including the likes of Richard Hammond, Rob Brydon, Jimmy Carr, Lee Mack, Bryony Gordon, Eddie Izzard, Rick Astley, Craig David, Russell and Laura Brand, Texas McFly, the actual village people, Alex Horn, Angela Hartnett, Matt Tebbett, Michael Keynes, Atul Kutcher, Freya Ridings, Ben Miller, Dr. Rungan Chatterjee, Dr. Reapy, the happy pair, Melanie Sykes, the Feelings, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, Razorlight, Gokwan, Reef, The Bootleg Beatles and only Peter Flipping Andre, plus all the amazing car content, of course. Go to carfest.org now and come join us this August bank holiday weekend. All right, and now from Carfest last year, Eddie Izzard and Helen Skelton in conversation discussing mental health. Coming out as trans in the 80s, I was there that night to see and witness Eddie do that above a pub in a function room in Islington, and oh, so much more. Here we go. Hello. Thank you. I tried to curtsy and I sort of just did that. Yes, I believe. There you go. Um, thank you for your company. So many of you here. Oh, woohoo. Uh, I saw, you know, I've, I've been watching curtsies. I've been watching curtsies. But yes, I, I you know. I don't believe in that. If royalty is there, then I don't, I don't believe in royalty. You probably you could well be into it, but I just, I just I treat them as human beings. I think that's better to treat people as human beings. So all this bowing and scraping, I don't think they like that. I don't think the Queen likes that. No. I think the Queen wants to just relax and play with Paddington Bear. I that's <laughs> what she wants to do. That, she, that was really, was that her or was that a deep fake? I'm not sure, but it was, she was smiling, wasn't she? She was having fun. Right, let's take a seat. Um, that, oh, oh wow. These are controversial, aren't they? This, it's like the Maxell advert, you know, the deep seats. This, this is like the seat that Lincoln would have sat in if he was a farmer. Um, very deep and full of grass. There are so many, many things that we could talk about, right. but these lovely people are here because we are doing a talk that has been built all about mental health. Yes. Oh, your glass is there, sorry. No, it is. Yes. Excellent rider, Eddie Izzard, by the way. Well, I just thought that if Mick Jagger was here, uh, doing this, he'd say, can I have something that's fizzy and alcoholic? And um, so I've asked for them. I've just got coffee, it seems. Oh, well. Uh, liquid coffee. Why the hell not? Mm. Right, at the end of this session, we are going to carve out 10, 15 minutes for questions. So if you've got questions, do stick around. I'm sure you've got some brewing. And before I forget, um, I will just mention this fabulous charity, My Black Dog. They're over there. It is um, a free online service. <laughs> Some wonderful, wonderful people will pick up the phone. They will talk to you. They will support you. They'll give you advice. If you've got any concerns or any issues about your, the state of your mental health and you don't want to talk to your family or friends, you can talk to someone anonymously through there. So do check them out. Right. Mental health. 1985, you came out. Yeah, I came out as trans uh, in 1985. Um, before you were all born. Um, 
it was uh, it, we, it was TV and TS at the time, transvestite, transsexual. It was not seen as a very groovy thing. I was seen as a, basically a toxic person uh, and a wrong person. I, and I realized that, but I knew it was true. I'd known since I was a kid, so I thought I should come out. And it was tough, and I went through a lot of anxiety attacks and a lot of sweating and, and hellish and people fighting me in the streets, people screaming abuse at me in the streets. Typical kind of day. And, you know, and I fancy women, so I could have lied about it. This is the interesting thing. You know, I, I fancy women, so I could have just had that kind of straight life and lied about it my entire life. But I came out, and I've, I've worked out this thing actually from coming out, and it's generally trying to do things that scare me but are positive, that if you do that, the fates te seem to give you a, an extra positive. They give you a gift back. And the gift back, I seem, with, with retrospect, um, looking back retrospectively, it is mental health. Because mental health, as, as we all know, wasn't hugely talked about. It obviously was there, there was problems, people had problems with mental health, but that was, again, that was a very hushed up thing. And then the last 10 years, it's been more talked about. And so I believe that just being by being honest, and coming out and telling the truth. It was, you know, I knew my, everyone gets given these genetic cards at birth, and that those being trans was one of my genetic cards. So I thought, I'll lie about this my entire life, or I'll tell the truth. And I, so I decided in 1985 to tell the truth, and, uh, and Boris Johnson did another route of not telling the truth. <laughs> and he seemed to get a long way, then he d drowned in a sea of lies. <laughs> So that's Borexit. Borexit has happened, as we know. Yes, yes, very nice. <laughs> but I, I worked out that when I was coming out, he was doing the Bullingdon, Bullingdon Club. He was going around drinking himself stupid, smashing the place up and throwing money on the table and saying, we're posh gits and we can do this. That was at the same time as I was thinking, I think I should come out. I think that would be good. So I prefer my route. When you talk, there are so many things, you, you like scatter all these things that I want to say, oh, I want to ask about that, oh, I want to ask about that. So I'm going to jump on a few of the things that you said. Let's go, well, before we move on too far from the politics, what is the state of play with you standing for election? I have said now since 2010 that I wanted to become a member of parliament. Uh, if I could, I could possibly get elected. I was going to go in 2020 because under mm -hmm. David Cameron, we had those set elections, as we all know, every five years, then that will change. So I tried to get in 1999. Uh, sorry, 2019, sorry, uh, 1999, that was when Prince was doing a song, um, and I was too young at that point, but no, 2019, and for whatever reason it didn't happen, so 2024 looks like, well the next general election I hope to be standing uh, to be a member of parliament uh, in our country. Can you, Thank you. Can you tell us which constituency? Can't quite work out okay. yet, but uh, I'm I'm pushing for the Sheffield area, and uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You got a, well. You got one vote. Yes. You got two. Oh, well, you got a few. Okay, well, right. Good. Sheffield sort of chose me out of my degrees. I did accounting and financial management with mathematics as my degree course. I know so exactly that led into this career, and. <laughs> But I can add up. Two and two, four, five and five, uh, ten. Well, Trippie, stay uh, close. Sorry? Stay close. That came in useful, that degree. What? Because we were shooting in Manchester? No, you were an accountant. No, I was a lawyer. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. So you just watch Stay Close. Do watch Harlan Coben Stay Close on Netflix, by the way, because it's, uh, it's, it's good, isn't it? Very the, good. You'll very never good. see the ending coming. Everyone's loved it. Um, and uh, I'm a small part of that. Jimmy Nesbitt, the great Jimmy Nesbitt, uh, who has made the... Because no I was... I, 
the first, if you ever get my biography, if, I not encourage you to buy my autobiography, but there's a, a chapter one, or ch it's about chapter two or three, and it's about when we lived in Northern Ireland, me and my brother. And I was going to call it Living in Northern Ireland. Uh, and my brother said, no, call it Wonderland. And that's because we really meant it. It was between 64 and 67. It's before the Troubles. We were kids of English parents, so it didn't, we didn't really cut into that thing anyway. But we just loved it. Mum was alive. She died soon after we left. And when I was three, four, or five, I sounded like this. Sounded like Jimmy Nesbitt, see? Um, we went to, I went to Ballyholm Primary School, and we were talking like this in the streets to the other kids. We just picked it up. <laughs> and then when we went into the house, we changed to English because... Well, I think my mum was worried that these kids, people said, these are not your children, these are Northern Irish children, and you're an English woman. She, so we were encouraged to speak with an English accent. So in the house I was going, mummy, can I have a glass of lemonade? That's because I was obsessed with lemonade, because it was sugar, a sugar in, induction into my body. Sugar, please, sugar. <laughs> mummy, another glass of lemonade. Can you strap lemonade to my head, please, mummy? Yeah. And then out in the streets, I was going, anybody else want a glass of lemonade? My mother's <laughs> making lemonade here. Um, okay, two more glasses, sorry, two more glasses of lemonade. I, <laughs> I know this because my dad listened through the door and he could hear me and my brother talking like this. But he never told us this and he told it to a friend. Dad passed away now, but the friend, a work colleague, told me in New Zealand, I was touring New Zealand and he said that this happened. So I thought that's kind of beautiful. Oh, and telling as well, isn't it? Of like trying to fit in and yes, trying to be part of it. Absolutely. Better for your mental health. Again, you try and kids do this. And, you know, sometimes with languages, they were flipping complete languages. We were flipping accents, even though the, um, you know, I remember saying this wee thing and that wee thing and singing She Loves You, Yeah, 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 right down by the, by the coal scuttle, where the coal, uh, there was a coal shed where we put coal in them because we were all coal fires. But yeah, no, I lo we love being in Northern Ireland. It was wonderland to us. One of my best friends grew up on those streets when the troubles were happening. And to this day, you know, if you ever eat a packet of crisps and then pop them in a pub, you know, like you can pop them and they go bang. No word of a lie, she is, you know, a 38-year-old glamorous woman. She drops to the floor always because she's like, if you grow up, in yeah. that time, that's yes. what happens. Tangent of a story, but I thought it was funny no, and it no, clearly it, is. Yeah, it's tough. Um, <laughs> let's go back to you mentioned your mum, your beloved mum. Yeah. You lost her when you were six. Yep. There is no way that didn't have an impact on your mental state of mind. How do you, how do you deal with that? Didn't really. Um, cried a lot. Felt very sorry for myself. I'm afraid. I used it in a bad way to make people treat me better. I would say I've lost my mother and, um, and that, was, that was not a good thing uh, to do. And I'm sorry about that. And, but um, it was just so, it was just so awful. And um, interesting, you know, because I'm not, as I said, I'm not into monarchy, but the princes, they both started talking about mental health and their mother died at a later time. And, you know, so the, theirs was, they were, oh, but my mum died of, of bowel cancer and, and she was a nurse and never smoked. I mean, what the, yeah. life is as crazy. Uh, I think you have to look at life as an adventure. You have to, because in an adventure, there will be good bits and there will be dark and bad times. There's no adventure that just goes up and up and up and up and up. And then they all lived in a castle and were happy forever. Um, that, that's, that's not an adventure. And so our lives are adventures and, and they have these rough times. And so um, in this documentary was on me. I, I, I feel like I'm trying to overachieve all the time, running all these marathons and performing in now three extra languages apart from English and and stuff and I, and I think I was trying I, I said I was trying to get through to mum on the other side and 
if she might hear this because it's very, you know, I was trying to punch through. But, you know, it, it just destroyed the family. It, it um, just really, um, yeah, destroyed us. And, and then you just, you just carry on and you try and... It's like you, 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 you get scar tissue over the memories and you have to, I have to not think about mum. And that's the only way to deal with it. And but other people have had worse times. You know, uh, kids died in, in in the Holocaust. You know. But but other... the thing is, I, I'm sure anybody would would reiterate, and I hope most people would agree that grief and, and loss and tragedy and trauma are all relative. No one's is worse. Or you know. Well, I, but I I I train myself as a also as a trans don't woman. do down your grief is what I'm saying. No, I understand that. But also look for positives. Try and find positives in negatives. Try and because I don't get that depressed. I seem to have compressed emotions. Mm. Me and my dad had a similar thing. Never get too elated about things. Never get too depressed. Um, obviously, mum dying was massive depression. Um, um, but I try and find positives and saying if if we had a bad time, but other people had a worse time. I think that's I think that's healthy for my head mm -hmm. um, because you know World War Two, the Holocaust, um, extreme right wing people saying the hate these people or hate those people. It's just a horrible thing that blights our world and humanity. Um, and it's 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 people of of weak character. That's what it comes from. So. We must be brave and curious and not fearful and suspicious. Do you think that you have punch? When you say about punching through and being a high achiever, because you are a phenomenally high achiever, I mean, every box is ticked, the, the acting, the writing, the running, the politics, the speaking, the inspiring. How, do you feel like, yes, I have, I have punched through, or are you still pushing yourself all the time? For mum, you mean? Yeah. It's not real. I, do, I unfortunately feel that when you die, I don't think there is another thing. I'd love there to be, you know, a place upstairs and a, and a... I just think one out of the billions of people who've died would have, would have got a message back. It's brilliant. I'm dead, but I'm, it's a spa up here. It's all nice. Massages Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're very nice. Nice food. All very healthy. Can't get too big. I just think one person would got a definitive message through, and there hasn't been a definitive message. So I... And it's interesting. My dad and my stepmother were quite different people. Towards the end of their lives, they said they didn't feel there's anything there. And I know people are religious, and, and it'd be great if there was, but I think my motto is one life, live it well. We know we've got this life, so try and live it as well as you can. And... Yeah, I, um, I'm just, I just want to do positive things. Uh, I feel I'm in a good place. I want to help other people up. Come on, everyone, let's, let's all try and do whatever you want to do. I want to try and encourage people to go for whatever their dreams are. Uh, if, if we shoot for the stars, we could reach the moon. That's my dream. I was very affected by the landing on the moon. I, was, I actually met, oh, this is a great, this is a great, this is name dropping a go-go. When I met Nelson Mandela, Neil Armstrong was walking out as I walked in. <laughs> if you can believe that, that... That is true, and I, I didn't know it was him. Otherwise, I would have said, Neil, Neil, how's he? How is he? How is Nelson? Is he chatty? Chatty Cathy? No? Is he wearing the shirts? He looks good in the shirts. All right, I'll just keep it simple. Just, all right, all right. Well done on landing on the moon. Neil, well done. Because you took, and Buzz was going, what the fuck? And you, because I was, I was really, I was in Bishop Stortford, of all places, I was in Bishop Stortford, where the bishops used to have their Stortfords, and um, with the Atherton family, and, um, and it, was, it, was, it, was, it was imprinted on my memory. So anyway, I, th I just think when America 
any of the astronauts. The International Space Station is interesting because I don't know if you know about this, but you know there's Russia and thing and wars and stuff, but the, the guys up in the, uh, the men and women up in the, S, uh, the ISS, the International Space Station, they try and keep it all cool. They try and keep it all detente. They, they, they try not to take national politics into what they're doing. And I think that's a beautiful thing. From whichever country that they get up there and say, we've all learned too much, we've all been through too much to get here, we can help humanity. And they look down and they say, you know, it's just humanity there. We shouldn't be doing that. We should be trying to make connections rather than break connections. It's a hell of a thing, though, to have to go all the way to space to realise that, though, isn't it? Well, sometimes it's the macro view, the objective view. You know, sometimes we get so close in this, I don't like this thing, but if we get right out of it, you know, we can get a more objective view. Nelson Mandela running all of the marathons. I mean... <laughs> What an achievement. The sport relief marathons, and then you went to Africa to do the marathons. You weren't a long-distance runner. Why were you doing that? Was that, was that a thing? Because for me, doing those kinds of challenges has always been about, if I put myself in a really difficult situation, it's good training for life. Because as you said, life yes. throws things at you you don't want to deal with. Yes. So if I run loads of marathons and do things that are really, really hard, it sets you up for life. Yeah. Why were you doing it? I did it... I did want to be in Special Forces when I was a kid, and I didn't do that. Then when I came out as trans in 85, I was basically doing a one-person civilian Special Forces of having people unload abuse at me and threaten to fight me, and me going, come on, then. Do you want to fight? I'll fight you. Do you want to swear at me? I'll swear back at you and stand my ground. I just will not back down. Um, and so the, the marathons was less, less gr grief-stricken, less full of people shouting at me, you know, shouting positive things. And I thought if I did it, it's an adventure. I could get my health back for when we were kids. We're usually more healthy as kids than we are as, as adults. I wanted to get that back. I could raise money. That was a wonderful thing to be able to do. And, uh, and try and uh, encourage other people, because I think I look like an ordinary person. You know, some people, there are some very pretty people who are men and women, and they, they just have that wonderful genetics, and they just, God, you look gorgeous. And I look like some person. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's a strength because people said, that's some person there. I don't know who they are, but that some person is doing all these marathons. Maybe I should do a 5K. And, and I think that's helpful. I think David Beckham, a fantastic footballer, a great ambassador for the sport. I love football, um, but he does, he does look amazing. He's always looked amazing. And so I think we go, ah, well, looks amazing. Which isn't actually normal. It, I think... David is, is kind of outside the normal run of things. Uh, a lot of great footballers, great sports people, great people who, who do things kind of have the looks that most of us have, which are kind of okay-ish, you know, can look good on a good day, scrubs up well, that kind of look. And, uh, and I just think I look like some Burke who's decided no. to do a load of marathons. No, the, I mean, the nation was gripped. The nation was with you on every step, every painful But blister. that was because I just think I looked like I wasn't... They didn't expect me to do it. And I thought I could do it because basically because I came out as trans. It sounds a bit weird, but it's so hard to come out uh, LGBTQ, very hard to come out. But if you come out as trans and some, some people look... If you're male to female, look instantly like a woman, and people just say, OK, fine, come in and sit down, madam. But they, they keep saying to me, yes, sir, no, sir, three packs full. Very polite, or sometimes not. But they did, I did look like a guy who'd put on makeup, so I had to be ready to fight someone or say thanks to them. You know, I could never be sure. And uh, so that tenacity I applied into the, the marathons. And if, I just, if you decide in your head, if you want to do something, you decide in your head, to do it and just stay in there, stay in there, stay in there. You usually can get it done. You've, one of the first things that you said at the start of our chat was about 
taking on something that scares you? Yes, if it's positive, take on things that scare you. I learned to fly, I was scared of flying. So I got a private pilot's license by learning to fly and that was very interesting. Quite apart from the fact I learned to fly, so I'm not scared about flying anymore. And I have a private pilot's license, um, uh, which is a bit lapsed at the moment, but I can, I can get it back. But the, uh, I was being taught by mid-twenties kids, and I was in my mid-forties. And, you know, so at school, I wouldn't have talked to these kids. They would have been one. They would have been a kindergarten. Uh, but they were the geniuses, and I was the idiot in, in the, in the aeroplane. And it's to say, right, you 25-year-old, tell me what to do. But, but that's humbling in itself, isn't it? Mm. Right, so to, to, to take your ego down and say, you've got to, it's good to have an ego and to drive yourself forward, but now you're sitting in the plane and, okay, it's you. You are the expert. You're 20 years younger than me, but you are the expert. And what should I do? Tell me what to do. And I, and I found that was a very useful tool to be, to be able to dial down your ego and say, I'm just some put one here and you are the expert. And um, so, yeah, I just love pushing to do things. I now perform in French, German and Spanish as well as in English. That scared the hell out of me, but it's positive about making connections. So French kids are now saying, well, let's do it in English. And German kids and Russian kids are doing it in English. And, and that's got to be better for humanity. I think this century, you know, it, it, we're playing for everything this century. We either make it a farewell for everyone or I don't know if we're going to make it as a, a species um, because if, if someone didn't invent COVID this time there's someone who's kind of twisted up and looking there saying oh I'll make another one of these or a different one of these or someone's inventing a bomb or a you know there's so much angst out there and anger and, uh, bloody hell Eddie I thought we were here to inspire people not scare them no this is good now the inspiration part of this is let us all try and fight for a farewell for everyone because the other future is we just don't, we don't make it through. I don't, that's what I believe. And, and do you think that, I mean, at its base level, do you think that can come from people doing their bit to take on positive things, doing their little bit in their world yes. of doing something positive, doing something good, and that almost has a ripple effect? Yes, absolutely. I just think um, if things are pissing you off and you see a negative, do a positive or do a double positive. When I started improvising in French and German, which I'd never done before, that was my double positive. And you see negatives, you go and do a double positive. So I was standing on stage and saying, Bonsoir Paris, uh, je vais improviser ce soir. Oui, c'est difficile. You know, and, and they were going, vraiment, really, you're going to do this? And I'm just an English, uh, British, transgender person on a stage mucking about in common. It was kind of off the charts. I like doing things which are off-piste, you know, you know, not on the list of the next thing you should do in comedy is do gigs in French and then German, then Spanish, then Arabic. That's not on the list. It's an obvious question, but with you it's different. What is next then? Um, I'm doing a one-woman version of Hamlet. I'm doing a one-woman version of Great Expectations. Uh, a tour <laughs> of Spanish-speaking countries, starting in Mexico City, then going Central America, South America, and then going to the Caribbean. Everyone's coming to the Caribbean tour. And, and I'm, we're going to island hop going Spanish, French, English, Spanish, French, English. Um, I'm going to politics, next generation. That probably is not till 2024. Um, I'm doing a series in Spain for Netflix called Chaos, new drama series starring Jeff Goldblum that's very groovy. Uh, the, the Greek gods, as if they're living right now with us up in, um, in uh, Mount Olympus, down here on Earth and down in the underworld as well. And they move between them. Um, 
written by Charlie Carvel. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm trying to do as much as I can. One life, live it well. Okay, just taking a pause to tell you about AG1, also supporting this particular podcast. AG1, I'm asked all the time about the one thing I do to take care of my health. If I could pick only just one product, it would be foundational nutrition. And AG1 is a top foundational nutrition product. I can't think of any other daily routine that pays off as well as AG1, according to people that I really look up to who really know their stuff. AG1 is recommended by such luminaries as Rich Roll, the amazing professor, Dr. Andrew Schieberman. Tim Ferriss and our one, our only Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. AG1 was created in 2010 and has helped millions of mornings begin on a healthier foundation ever since. My wife takes it, I take it, even our 14-year-old son Noah takes it now. He swears by it. AG1 is not only a high-quality, all-in-one solution for daily foundational nutrition, it also saves you time, confusion and money compared to individual supplements that can add up to a small fortune. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic and much more in one simple drinkable habit ag1 is great bang for my book as it replaces a lot of these other supplements like a daily multivitamin minerals pre and probiotics for my gut health adaptogens and a greens blend literally all in one scoop of powder i think there's 75 different supplements in each scoop science-driven formulation of vitamins probiotics and whole food source nutrients ag1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category just one daily serving gives me the comprehensive foundational nutrition i need Go to drinkag1.com slash how to wow. That's drinkag1.com slash how to wow. Give it a go. Check it out. Let us know how it lands. And now back to the wow. And without shadow of a doubt. And you are living testament of that. Without... um, Without, you know, you're saying you want to do positive things. You take on things that scare you. Are there ever days where you just think, oh, I just want to lie on the couch and look at the Daily Mail sidebar of shame and in do fact, depressing things? In fact, that's the Daily Mail what? Well, you know, like people go down that dark rabbit hole of not yes, healthy things. Yes, no, I try not to go down. I try not to, you know, you can get sucked into the internet things where you're going, oh, look. What about that, those things on the internet where they say, they show a picture that's very intriguing and they say, you've, if you've seen this person before, you'll never believe them now, you know? Yeah. And you go to that thing and you go, oh, it's not that picture. Arrow on, lots of adverts. All right, uh, oh, it's not that one. I've done that for 15, you've done that for 15 minutes and it never comes up. That initial picture never comes up. Bastards, I've been taken so... <laughs> So I'm not going to do that anymore. What is that? That's just uh, clickbait and all that stuff. And it's not, it's not even a sexy picture. It's just a picture of someone you're thinking, I didn't know they did that. You know, an unusual picture. Or they just, they just juxtapose things. Anyway, um, so what, what was the question? <laughs> I said, do you ever have days where you, are, oh, you, yes. you don't want to learn a new language? I, I don't actually want to do anything, ever. Okay. I actually just want to sit in bed and watch black and white movies. That's, I'm very lazy, but with a huge drive... So I'm like an oil tanker. You get me going, you can't stop me. You stop me, you can't get me going. It's that kind of thing. Um, I, once I stop, I have to come on. When I do the multiple marathons, the last one I did was 31 marathons, 31 days on a treadmill. And it's not fun on a treadmill because there's just nothing to see. So I, do, I was doing a podcast with talking to people around the world. And it's physically was, harder. Uh, is it physically harder? Yeah, because it's one, it's one surface, isn't it? I'm not sure. It was meant, definitely mentally harder. But I, I found I could talk to people. We invited people to come and talk to me. I was doing six-hour marathons and then doing a gig afterwards, which is slightly insane. Um, yeah, slightly bonkers. Bonkers, but good bonkers. 
Um, and uh, where was I going with this? Uh, I said, do you have days where you don't want to do stuff? And you said, once you get going, oh, yes. you can't stop. When I start these multiple marathons, I've done about five versions of these multiple marathons. Whenever I start the first one, I go, how the hell did I do it last time? Because I can't work out. This is really tiring. And um, can I do another one? I, and I just, I just keep the gate open. I keep the gate open in my head. I've got to keep going, keep going, just keep pushing. And... And then hopefully you get there. And in the end, we had you and McGregor and George Clooney as the last two guests on. As I was doing, I know. And I Nel encourage that. I encourage Nelson that. Mandela told me never name drop, but I said, Nelson, what can I do? Neil, what can I do? Um, you sometimes you got to. No, but it was, it was, it was you. And, and I didn't know George was coming on because I did uh, Oceans 12 and 13 with George and Brad. Uh, I was just, <laughs> And Brad used to say, don't do that, Nate. Don't put me in a story with George. And, and George, they're, they're really nice guys, um, by the way. Where do you... I've got to finish oh, this God, point. Um, oh, yeah, so I, I said to you, we don't know if George is coming on. Could you double... Could you do a full hour and be George Clooney for the last half hour? So Ewan was up for that. And, uh, and then George apparently was coming on. So I suddenly had George... He did the countdown. To, uh, we finished dead on midnight. Two marathons, one show. Uh, and we made about a third of a million, and he took the money over the threshold, and it was it was beautiful. But do you feel when there's people like that watching you? Do you feel like you've got to sort of almost run a bit better? If anyone's done a marathon or half marathon, I feel like the last mile you run a bit better and pretend you're not tired. Well, this is interesting because I was on a treadmill. It was a fixed time, and I was trying to I was trying to make sure I finished on midnight because then we get the bongs going, and that was good. And and George, how bloody hell you run all those marathons and then you finished it to time? Yes, to to the second, to the absolute second. This is the OCD part of me. But George was saying, come on, put some sweat into it. I, I, I have been sweating. I've been sweating for... I'd started running at nine in the morning and I finished at 12 at night and I'd stopped for, uh, I think, two hours to do a show in the middle or an hour and a half to do a show in the middle. Yeah, I know it's a bit Such weird. Such an but, underachiever. But no, wow. no, no, no. The point is... You can all do, everyone, all I prove is that we can all do more than we think we can do. That's all I've proven. Um, I'm, I'm motivated in an unusual way. I think coming out as trans gave me this thing of try it, push it, you know, see what you can do. But I believe we can all do it. And I think at times they, they say uh, World War II was a special generation. Now, Max Hastings, a, a big... Uh, um, uh, war historian. He said that's not quite the truth. It's times of crisis bring out the best and the worst in us. And we know we've just been through COVID. Some people did amazing things uh, during COVID, very positive. And some people pretended to make um, vaccines and, and were liars and cheats. And it, So times of stress, times of crisis bring out the best and the worst of us. And that's World War II, that's World War One. that's any time of stress. And that was recently with COVID. And all I do is I can artificially set up a stressful time and say this has to happen and it doesn't actually have to happen for some reason well that, when i came out in 85 i didn't have to come out i could have lied i could be sitting right here right now not in a dress not in a very nice dress and be lying to you saying i am not a trans person but i am and i and i thought the truth was better than the lies and i think that's why and correct me if i'm wrong but i suspect that's why you have the army of support that you have because you take on anything and you get through it and it inspires people i'm guessing well i hope i i hope that i just that i'm just um making a little i'm, I'm making a dent forwards and if someone's thinking how should i live my life they might be going well maybe that way i'll try and do a positive thing i'll try and push i'll try and help someone else out try and do some things for charity it's it's we can all do diff in different ways and, and we've again we've all been given these different genetic cards so not everything is 
um, is easy for everyone. Not the same things are easy. I think I've got the determination card. I think I was given that. That might not be me. That just might be. Here you are. There's determination. I don't know why I got this these 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 cards, but some of them were tough and some of them were good. And I've played my cards as, as best as I could. But the tough ones you've turned into a positive. Well, definitely trans, because that was a huge negative when I came out. And now going into positives, I don't think it's even going to play in the mm. political thing. I don't think people... Because, you know, 10 years ago, they'd say, trans person in politics, you know, especially in the Conservative yeah. Party. My God, back to Russia with you. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they just used to say in the old days. But um, I don't think they really want me in Russia at the moment. At the end of the day, what is it that you want to be remembered for? Is it to be the person that inspired people or as the actor, as the writer, as the politician? Well, politics, you never really go to politics to be remembered. That's a, that's a tricky thing. I just, I would like to be remembered as someone who had one life and lived it well. That would be nice. I'm conscious of time and I know people will have questions. Should we throw it open to the floor for some questions? Uh, before people lynch me. Oh, go on, shout it out from the front. I don't think they always win. It's just that if you're, I, I'm a, I'm a. I'm a radical person with a... I do radical things with a moderate message. That's, my, that's how I, I term it. So, you know, running a whole bunch, 130 marathons for charity, that's kind of radical. But the message was, let's try and help people, doing gigs in different languages. That's trying to make connections, just coming out, LGBTQ. Anyone who comes out, it's just being trying to be honest. Um, I found that it's people of weak character. People of weak character take people down. Hitler, very weak character. Boris Johnson, very weak character. Donald Trump, very narcissistic, very weak. These, and they seem, but they, they seem strong because they get up there and they shout things which a certain base like to hear. And they give permissions. I talk about giving permissions in politics. I think certain leaders say, do you remember being racist, sexist, and homophobic? Well, you know, Boris Johnson was racist, sexist, and homophobic. And he said, I'm in charge. So if you want to be that, then be that. I think in the Euros, in the, uh, the, the Euros, the, the, the men's uh, football cup, the Euro Cup, uh, when we got to the semi-final, the fact that certainly it wasn't all the English fans, it's some English fans were booing the Italian national anthem, they were booing the taking of the knee for Black Lives Matter, and then they were booing the pe penalties when the Italians went up. That didn't happen before, and I felt that needs to be put down in front of Boris Johnson. He did say very racist things about black people. He did say horrible things about uh, gay people, about women, and, and then he just sloughed it off and said, well, no, no, I'm, I'm moving forward now. He even tried to link himself up with pride when it happened just, just recently so in London. So... Um, I think it's people of weak character. If you're strong character, we are the brave and curious. We say, I'm this, and what do you do? Oh, I, and how do you, is that, tr is that tough, is that tricky? What country are you from? What's your heritage? Um, that's the brave and curious. And then the fearful and suspicious go, no, no, I don't, no, just back, no. I, and you, stay away, stay away. And you can see it around, you know, you know Nazism, all the fascist movements are full of f fear and suspicion. Brave and curious, we just stand there and say, hi, how are you? What are you doing? Where do you come from? Hey, great. Um, do you drive cars? These people do. And, uh, <laughs> do you have flags? Let's put some flags up. You know, and, and we're inclusive. We're open. We're trying to learn. I like the idea of saying, can we learn from you? Can you learn from us? 
And that's not the people of weak character. And it's generally men of weak character, but as rights get equal, you know, there were, there were women who were guards at the SS camps. And, you know, so it, it can be people of weak character. Just thinking, separate, pull back, pull apart. I just, that is not the way forward for humanity. We all come from the same people. We know that. We all come from the same genetic pool. And we're now 7.8 billion people. And the only way we make this world work is by trying to find connections. Live together, work together in some shape or form. Um I'm hearing that history fascinates you. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I have this theory that history plus the... I have this equation. History, open brackets, plus the change in society multiplied by the change in technology equals the future. If you look at the repeats of humans, because we have the same brain pans, since we learned to speak since 70,000 years, 100,000 years, we've had the same brain size. So if you look at the repeats all the way through the, the, uh, the cave existence, through early settlements, it's still the same kind of people. We, think, we tend to think back in the cave times that people were going, uh, me, you, sex, food, blah, kill. But in fact, there were people, some people were doing that. Um, uh, and the, there were others who were going, now, your cave is fantastic, Simon. I love your cave. I love what you're done with it. <laughs> and I think we should do this. Oh, was it very expensive? Oh, you got, oh, you got Kenneth to do it. Oh, that's very good. Uh, now, well, I think we should trade with the people over the hills. And they say, no, no, kill the people over the hills. No, why don't we trade with them? It might be better for us. And we don't have to do it. No, kill, blood. Thing. Some people were, were doing this right-wing thing from the off. It's always the right wing. They start with hatred. And most of us do not start with hatred. Most of, us, most of us start with live and let live. And that is the only way forward for humanity. So that's what I'm pushing for. Um, with the technology thing in mind, where do you stand on social media now? Boy, it was a great thing when it came out. It's got into the problem of people subverting it. Um, we need to put some boundaries on it so that we can get back to useful information. If people, people are t helping people to do surgery across the world so that they yeah. can save a life. Other people are saying, here's how you make a bomb and this is, you know, here's how you do horrible things. So we need to try and block the horrible things and keep the good things. It's like any invention down the years, like uh, the printing presses. If you, if you study the English Civil War, um, it was the, um, the parliamentary pamphleteers and then the royalist pamphleteers. And they were all doing social media, going kudunk, kudunk, you know, with a hand-cranked thing and printing off all these things and handing them out. That was social media, but that was back in the, in the 1640s. So, um, and it was obviously the sides were very at loggerheads. So it's, that message has been going all the way back, even back to the cave times when they were just saying, look, I've scratched it on a thing. Look, I can't read. All right, I'll just tell you. <laughs> But um, yes, it makes things easier for beautiful things to happen and for horrible things. So, uh, yeah, we just have to watch out. Hi, Eddie. Hi. <laughs> um, first, can I just say thank you for your Darth Vader Star Wars. Our kids have literally burnt out the internet listening to you. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, um, I'm a secondary teacher and I work with lots and lots of kids from 11 to 18. And we've had more in the last couple of years identifying and coming out as being trans. Um, what advice would you give to those kids or to the people who are working with and supporting them? To the people supporting them, try and uh, I hope and I think it is happening these days that people are the teachers and the head teachers are tolerant and open-minded and trying to help and give these kids information for the kids take things slowly don't rush at things you know uh, there is problem with you can get into problems in, in transitioning which probably come later on in in teenage years if if you if you jump at things too quickly um uh, as to um 
hormones and surgery and things like that. It's later on. Early kids, hopefully, that, that's not something that's on the cards. But just be brave and curious. That's all I can say. I don't know if I can say it better than that because I haven't got, I haven't got the answers to everything. There are, there are a number of tricky things that are out there. But we have to be brave, curious, tolerant open-minded and try and get on with each other so that we're not the tolerant people can't be fighting each other we're never going to be able to stop the intolerant there's progressives and there's regressives and um when it's kids it's just if you can give them their freedom just to if they want to throw on a skirt let them throw on a skirt we got obsessed with the skirt things the romans fought in skirts the greeks fought in skirts the scottish fought in skirts but they're not skirts they're kilts and i've said this to the scottish people and they said make sure they're not skirts yes they're not skirts but they look quite like skirts but they are of course are not but they did amazing fighting you know it, it this whether it's joined up into into trousers or not is not the big deal that's not but we say it's the big deal i say we're obsessed about you know male female masculine uh, tigers are not obsessed if a tiger attacks you the tiger's not going it's a man it's a woman it's got it could be a bloke with long hair i don't know very makeup they could be very modern anyway very tasty and we're not going as a tiger tiger it could be male could be female if it was a lion i would know because there would be the you know but it's not it's a tiger you can't really i can't i'm being attacked it's mainly i'm being attacked can someone help me here because so we're obsessed by it but no other animal is obsessed by our, our sex and our gender and we're talking about it now so i think it's these uh, discussions and people getting heated over discussions is bound to happen um and hopefully we'll get to a better place later on i don't have all the answers I'm just trying to be positive. Well, thank you for making that. Thank you. Um, you talked about the hostility you faced when you first came out. Do you think people are getting more, ac they're more acceptable of people's choice these days, especially the younger generation? Absolutely, younger generation. The younger generation are doing this. They seem to be going, you had a problem with this? You older people had a problem with this? Why explain your problem? <laughs> Is it just people? What's the problem? Uh, well, we had a serious problem because, you know, men were wearing skirts. And the, why was that a problem? <laughs> because it destroyed the country. <laughs> the country was coming apart with a lack of sewing up the middle bit of the skirt. <laughs> Young people just as uh, just coming in and being very positive attitude. You know, the positive normalization, which I think needs to happen, where we just go, we're just people. And if someone wants to identify in a certain way, what does it matter? Uh, I know we can get into different arguments and, and get into tricky situations, but generally it doesn't matter. It's their own personal way they want to identify. So young people are being fantastic on this. Um, older people, uh, it is getting better, but I am a bit known in, in, in our country. Um, so I get an easier ride these days. I even get big, tough guys right where I live, the, the bin men, always waved, hello Eddie, and hello um, mate, you know, so I, I, I'm very pleased about that, but I go and play other countries around the world where I won't get such a, a warm reception, and I just try and stand my ground, and hopefully gradually we move forward, um, but yeah, I think things are getting better and if you tr if you study humanity if you study if you ever get pissed off with the situation in the world look at human rights imagine a graph of human rights from ancient egypt the, let's say the birth of civilization up to now 
And it goes, human rights do tend to go like this. Sometimes Hitler takes it back. I mean, Hitler took Germany back to the, the medieval period, you know, murder and mayhem and all that horrible thing. And then this guy, Konrad Adenauer, became the next free uh, chancellor of Germany. And human rights sprung back up to where they were before. And, and we carry on. Uh, Trump came in, then Biden comes in, and it comes back. So that is, it is... We can be beautiful in this world. We humans can do amazingly beautiful things. And we just have to watch out for hatred that comes and people encouraging us to hate. And, or, you know, well, and then I get pissed off with them and I feel, am I hating you? And oh, God. But, um, but generally, I think things slowly, slowly do get better. Probably got time for a couple more? Two more. Oh, hi, Eddie. Um, as a parent of a young person who is transitioning at the moment, We've made lot, all the obvious changes, but they're still struggling with mental health. Is there any advice you could give to a parent to help them? And are they talking to a, a, a therapist? And it's tricky. I, I did things. I did things to test my bravery. Um, and I built up, I, I was entrepreneurial with my confidence. This is what I call it. Because if you're entrepreneurial in business, you're entrepreneurial with your money, and you put your money and you make socks, say, and then you're doing well with socks, and then you make, then you make tractors, and you, make, and you do different things. And I did this with confidence, going from one thing to another and testing if I could stand it. Um, it's a bit like training to be, you, you have, they have to be a, a, a soldier against the world. They have to be their own personal... I call it like a knight's quest, an Arthurian knight's quest. Anyone LGBTQ comes out, it's a knight's quest, and not everyone has an easy time of it. And I was given this, maybe I think I was just lucky. I was given a genetic card that said, I'm going to be, I'm going to be argumentative. I can't fight well, but I will scrap, and and I will stand my ground. And not everyone is is built that way, so. They've, they've got to try to build their confidence as things go, which I think is linked to the mental health. That's, that's all I can think of saying. And forgive me for jumping in, but I suspect any parent... Thank you for your question. And I suspect any parent here would say, we feel you. Nobody wants their kids to go through anything that's difficult to deal with. So take care of yourself as well, OK? I'm over here. Oh, this way. To the left, to the left. The other left. Oh, sorry. I'm here. Oh, there. Hey, how you doing? I sneaked all the way around. Hey, here you go. Cheers, thank you. Um, Eddie, uh, obviously uh, illustrated by the crowd that are here today, you are an inspiration to a lot of people. Uh, so that first of all. Um, but growing up and then getting into your start of your career, so obviously comedy and acting, who inspired you then? And then... Who inspires you now? As the Eddie you are post-1985, then if you like, who inspires you now? So who were the beginning to get you into how you started and now? Um, well, uh, Monty Python are my comedy gods. They're all up in Mount Olympus. And when they did play 10 last gigs at the, the O2, I went to seven of them. The first three, I was, I was gigging my comedy in Texas, and I couldn't be there. So um, I rushed back, and then I went to seven in a row. So they are my comedy gods. Before that, Spike Milligan, Peter Sellers, Harry Seekham, and the Goons, which influenced the Pythons. So they, they are my comedy gods. Um, 
politics, uh, Nelson Mandela and Abraham Lincoln are my, my talismans, people who had a vision of uh, doing things in a different way and, and just, well, Lincoln was thrown into a, a, a very tricky situation but, but negotiated through Nelson Mandela had 27 years that's why I ran my 27 marathons in South Africa because I thought I can give him 27 days, he did 27 years for, for South African humanity I know politi politics in South Africa hasn't got to a, a great place but it's better than where it was and Nelson Mandela needs to be saluted on that. Um, um, any of the great actors? I think he was my most favorite actor. Um, I'm not sure. It's, 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 it's a whole load. Uh, Whackin' Phoenix. What Whackin' Phoenix does with each role, I, I do. That's the direction I wish to be driving my drama in. Um, my stand-up, uh, Richard Pryor, big influence. Billy Connolly, big influence. I'm a mixture of those. Um, doing it in different languages, no one, there's no one, I don't know anyone who was doing it like that. There were people who were doing it in different languages, but I just found that doing stand-up in French was just crazy and scary and, and kind of beautiful. Um, so I'm trying to compete against myself in a way. I'm trying to say, okay, what can you do now that's useful? And, it, and I'm not trying to, you know, because it could be like a, I'm just trying to do challenges. I'm not, I'm just trying to do things that hopefully resonate. Uh, because I'm not on the prime time of this. I'm not in the prime time of that. I'm not as well known as Brad or George or any of the, those guys and gals. I, 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 but I tr So I have to do things that hopefully people go, whoa, that's unusual and catches a bit of attention and hopefully it's positive. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not as well known, but I would argue with a greater reach or a greater... I think I think it's instead if you if you're very high profile your reach is, is large but may not affect yes things my, mine is sort of low level and hopefully people might go ah well okay if that person is saying that maybe that's a positive thing to think about yeah yours is a gut punch theirs is a head ruffle there's this guy who keeps hanging around here he's got a question uh, first of all Helen what a great interview Really cool. You can say anything to Eddie. No, but well done. It's what a fascinating listen. What a brilliant listen. Unbelievable. Um, we're going to talk again on the main stage, um, Eddie and I. Uh, I just wanted to know, Eddie, what's a great first question to ask you that I can pretend was mine? <laughs> and can you all come and enjoy what's, what hopefully will be part two of an amazing part one? Well done. It's been brilliant. Chris, do you want me to tell you what the first question is? Well, you've got to ask me, what is my theory of the universe? How long's the session? No, I can, I can say it in five minutes. Yeah, if you come to the main stage, I'll tell you my theory of the universe. I've said it in my stand-up many times. It doesn't change everything, but it could be true. And if you're a comedian, um, you think, well, it's a comedy version. It isn't. It's actually, I think, that might be what's been going on forever. And, uh, yeah, that's be the first question. And that, my friends, is what you call a tease. <laughs> thank you for coming. Cheers, thank you. How great was that? Recorded live at last year's Carfest. Eddie Izzard in conversation with Helen Skelton. And if you want to join us at this year's Carfest, please go to carfest.org and do come join us this August bank holiday weekend. Until then, have a great one. Ta-da. <laughs>